0: This is episode 16 of Rev Thoughts, snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger. Our topic today is time to fire your mom. So Tim, I'm going to ask you an eminently practical question I've heard a number of times. I think I even asked it once or twice uh in my previous life. I need to switch bookkeepers, but I don't know <laughs> I don't know where to start because I'm afraid and I'm not really sure what, what, why am I stuck? Why can't I just get over it and make this transition and help me out? Where do I start? Oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, that's
1: great. You I mean uh, beyond the psychological issues or maybe the psychological issues are some of the reasons why we, we deal with this. Yeah, um, we'll start there. Let's just, well, well, let's just say this, like the, even the need to change bookkeepers, is usually decide, uh, defined within the, um, the season of your firm, right? So whatever firm, whatever season you're in, usually, um, you know, we start up very entrepreneurial. And um, when I think of an entrepreneurial business, I think of it, the, what identifies entrepreneurial business are terms that we use like family. Like we'll even say something like, oh, we really love our bookkeeper. You know, he's like family to us. Um, or very literally like it's your mom, it's your bookkeeper, it is your family. Um, And then moving from entrepreneurial business to small businesses, you have to start kind of going away from the family and going towards professionals.
0: Yeah, I'm laughing because that is incredibly common. And I'm sure somebody's right now smiling because they're somewhat sheepishly uh, embarrassed that it's amazing how often it's the owner's spouse that does the bookkeeping or it's the owner's mom or dad that does the bookkeeping and then then a day comes when you were like, am I really gonna fire my mom?
1: <laughs> oh Joel, literally. Like I was on a call with somebody, it's probably been a couple of years now and I was just explaining the idea of transition and growth and you know, from one season to the other. And I said, I said, you know, this is the season where you have to fire your mom. And that person's mother was the bookkeeper. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I shouldn't mean it. I didn't even know that part yet. Yeah, and it makes sense, right? Like you don't really have, Money or whatever you're, you're kind of cash poor early on. You're trying to make ends meet at your house. Um, there's some real family needs, and if you're you know, making enough money to get by, or the same as you were as a freelancer, but trying to grow into a business, you really are pulling in friends and family. You're bringing in the first people you meet, and if they're qualified and the right rate, you take it. So
0: what's the, the transition though? Okay, so I'm an owner. What what is the fear? Can you give it a name? It's
1: control. We're afraid of control. The, we've trusted this personality um, for many years and we know they're a trustworthy person. They've gone through all the tests. They've touched your money, they paid their bills, they found mistakes, you've f- filed your taxes. You know, like it's good enough. Um, so to, to transfer control from a, a specific person and personality into really a, a, a system a method or a protocol is very different. The reason why you wanna do it should sound very obvious now, where if I'm going from a personality, regardless of how they're qualified, what their past is and what their knowledge is, to somebody who can grow and scale, maybe has a, has more of an interest in your specialty, understands uh, and has other clients in the field that you're in. Um, I think of like a live action company and some of the difficulty of processing and understanding payments and getting a lot of that work done and organized. If, you were, if you're dealing with a bookkeeping service um, that is now doing that at scale has multiple companies of different sizes, different shapes, and different services, some of them live action, now you have someone who has experience and other expertise and can give you advice from what they've seen, uh, routines that they're running and could fit more easily into your company as you're growing and changing and evolving. Um, And sometimes I find, Joel, that it's actually that person is the tipping point for your growth. It's your mentality that has been holding you back. So by making that first step, you start understanding how principles, protocol and practices really start evolving your thinking and your mentality so you can grow in other areas. Eventually, a creative company, you know, creative people.
0: In your you creative may, company, you may have just invented another three Ps there, but it's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's, what, what's really interesting is is I'm thinking about that same mindset before a firm hires its first producer, and it's a similar thing of no, I have to control the projects, I have to communicate with the clients. It's all control, control, control. But here's the takeaway that I'm getting from you because I'm hearing you say it's not about trusting some person and then finding a new person that you can trust. That it's rather moving from a mindset called "I put my trust into a person" to "I put my trust in a process."
1: Yeah, and I'll be honest, like it kind of sucks sometimes doing these transitions. So I don't blame people for not just want to jump right into it. You have to now break down what you've been doing or not doing because because you had a person doing it for you uh, into steps that someone else can manage, could create, you know, a, a reporting that gives. <laughs> something back to you and will respond to your new needs Um, so not just production you can also hear this would affect sales Uh, so your finance systems need scale your production systems need scale also your sales systems need scale and to just say oh uh, this person has been my salesperson forever and I don't want to get rid of them I mean I only do $500,000 a year and I want to do 5 million but I'm not gonna get rid of the person that's in charge of generating the leads you're going to, it's, a very, it's a very different problem to solve at 5 million because you're through some of the stuff we'd like to talk about. But what other people have kind of realized themselves is you know, generating leads takes systems, practices, and protocols to make those happen.
0: Well, I think it's, it's fun when an owner thinks, okay, I trust this person because, quote, they get it. Right? How often do you hear that? Oh, this my bookkeeper, my mom, she gets it. But then when a real expert comes in and says, I'm a bookkeeper, I have a firm, I have multiple clients, it's amazing how quickly they'll say, oh, the bookkeeping process looks like this, and they'll just break it down for you. We follow these steps, we have these routines, we use these systems and this technology to make all these things happen. And all of a sudden, the owner says, oh, I, yeah, I mean, all that stuff that's kind of locked up in my mom's brain, you just unlocked it and spelled it out for me and sometimes there's a lot of confidence you gain by by just simply realizing wow there's somebody who gets it more than i do they're they're actually able to explain it and teach it and maybe divide and conquer it so that of these 18 steps we have to go through now the owner is only owner is only involved in maybe this one like now you have to proof the invoices before they go out but that's it you don't have to write them
1: yeah and so what when it comes to bookkeeping, you're, you're hitting exactly the goal. When I put in bookkeeping systems with my clients in order to feed our CREOS system, um, our overall goal is to get the business owner to only dedicate maybe a half hour a week to an hour a week on their finances instead of you know, a half hour a day into chasing down their checking account and wondering if they have the money. Um, but to be able to get from reactionary to proactive and to trust that your checks and balances within the system won't have all your money disappear, won't uh, accidentally spend too much on an invoice and not leave enough for payroll, you know, to map out those decision points far enough into the future that you can predict what your balances should be, what your returns are going to be, and then what the growth you're going to experience can be. Um, That's the goal. And it takes like professional level expertise to to do some of that.
0: So in a way, the dream, if I'm an owner and I'm, I'm afraid of switching to a new bookkeeper, what I hear you saying is, but Joel, if you only had to spend half hour tops going through all the bookkeeping and accounting items each week at a scheduled time, and once that meeting is over, it's as if the bookkeeper says to you, I've got it until this time next week, I've got it. And if, I, if anything you know, comes up, I'll let you know, but otherwise I got it and you can sleep like a baby. Right, because we
1: have accurate and good data looking far enough ahead to understand what those decisions are. We can make them less frequently, but in big at a higher scale and then hand over that level to someone you trust, and they kind of follow through what's been mapped out in front of them. And, and some of what I look for in discerning who, who to give this over to is, if the bookkeeper or salesperson or production you know, uh, expert, you're, you're kind of leveraging to get some of this done, I wanna see what they do for their business. Yeah. Um, when it comes to bookkeeping, is their business at a higher scale? Do they have multiple bookkeepers in their business? Therefore, they've already implemented systems and routines. And you can just adapt theirs and, and adapt to theirs and, and move on. Uh, move into, you know, those protocols they already, they already know of. Awesome. You don't have to invent it yourself. Um, but you still, as a business manager, want to know what's happening. You want to have oversight and knowledge. But to do all the tasks, that's what we're trying to get help you let go of.
0: Yeah, the, that, that term visibility. You, just a second ago, you talked about uh, being able to look ahead or see into the future. And that, here's what I see is so common, right? And you see this very often, is a lot of owners, because they hate that bookkeeping and accounting piece of it, it falls behind. It only, oh, I I need to enter invoices. Oh, I need to do this. I need to reconcile my credit card statement, whatever that thing is. And if it's not done every week, it suddenly slips and it slips and it slips. And then it becomes a monthly nightmare just to get caught up and in that mode, you never have time to say, oh, but what are the next four weeks ahead look like? You just get caught up and you, you focus on trying to get that stuff done because it's a necessary evil. Now just imagine if you were able to delegate it and have somebody run it for you and come back to you and give you visibility.
1: Yeah. And so to, to walk through that process is a growth process for people. And that growth process, it's harder. Those first few weeks a couple of months all of a sudden you went to some like wow it was so easy you know this bookkeeper came in and they already knew everything and they just basically did all the work and printed the checks um all of our transactions were wrong and at the end of the year we have, it's a 20-hour conversation with our cpa to get it all lined up but you know what we just deal with that once a year instead of recognizing oh wait i have to come in on board somebody new clean up my mess. Uh, get those systems part of my weekly routine, but not have to look at the end of the year as a cleanup mess. As a matter of fact, you're gonna find something like quarterly reports and, and monthly statements that you can actually manage your business and project things forward. And what we like to do, create the future. Um, yeah. These are all necessary parts to do that. So it is a maturing process. I guess growing up is, is always difficult. So there's your challenge, bringing on a bookkeeper. I wanna tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends. And it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.